0: Thank you for joining us today. For more information about our service times, visit okoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram at OcoeGT. Now let's prepare our hearts as we go into the message. In Luke's Gospel chapter 2, we see the account of the birth of the Christ. And in verse 8, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory began to surround them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring joy, great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. And she thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and for all that they had seen. And it was just as the angel had told them. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, opens with Joseph and Mary living their not-so-normal life. Verse 1, it simply says, at that time the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. The normal activity of living in the first century under Roman rule, at that time the Roman emperor... And little did the Roman emperor and his officer think, little did they think that their decree was an instrument at the hand of God to bring the greatest blessing not only to Israel, but to all who would believe. They thought they were only carrying out human purposes, but they were actually carrying out an eternal purpose for the king of kings and lord of lords. Little did they think that they were helping to lay the foundation of the kingdom before which the empires of the world would all fall down one day and Roman idolatry would pass away. The heart of a believer should take comfort in recalling God's providential rule in our society, governments may pass laws, rulers may pass ordinances, but hear me this day God's plan will be accomplished through His church. A Christian should never be greatly upset by the conduct of the rulers of the earth, but we should see the eye and through the eye of faith a hand overruling all. that that, that man may do to the praise and glory of God our Father. But because of this decree, Joseph was to travel to Bethlehem. Why Bethlehem? Because Joseph was a descendant of King David. And because of this, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. Luke in his gospel immediately informs his readers of the lineage of this child who's to be born in Bethlehem. Connecting the birth of Christ to the Old Testament promise of the awaited Messiah. In Bethlehem. Bethlehem means... House of bread. Micah prophesied some 700 years before in his little book, chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem, are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf. Out of this little obscure village will come One who is truly the bread, the bread of heaven. Out of Bethlehem, only a small village of all the people of Judah will come the provision for the people of God, the Messiah, our King, our Savior. John's gospel records records the words of Jesus, the Messiah. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Yet anyone who eats the bread from heaven will never die. And then Jesus said this, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Luke informs us of the conditions surrounding the birth of the Messiah, the word made flesh. In verse 6, it tells us of his gospel, chapter 2. While they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in strips of cloth, laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. No room in the inn for Christ such an innocent pure scene. The emphasis in Luke's gospel is on Mary. She gave birth. She wrapped him in strips of cloth. She laid him in a manger. And I think today, today in our modern culture, we have We have softened the idea of the manger. Today, in our books and our stories, and even in our minds, it looks so sanctified and holy. But the truth of the matter is, it was a feeding trough. Why? Because there was no room for them, there was no lodging. The birth of the Christ, this happened in the public place while other travelers were present. Men were going about their business, little children playing, women gossiping beside the well. The kingdom of heaven was among them. William Barclay writes this, there was no room in the inn was symbolic of what was to happen to Jesus, The only place where there was room for Jesus was on the cross. There was no room for him in the inn. But the Roman government made sure there was room for him on the cross. Had he come to save mankind with royal majesty... Had he come surrounded by his father's angels, it would have been an act of undeserved mercy. But to become the very poorest of mankind, as lowly as the lowliest, this is a love which surpasses our understanding. And let us not ever forget that through this humiliation, Jesus has brought has bought for us the title for glory. And through his poverty, we have become rich. Paul would later write this, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Pastor Tyler read John's account We have received one blessing after blessing after blessing. Because he was willing to empty himself. Because he was willing to lay aside the eternal glory of heaven and to step into our world. By his poverty, we have today been enriched. Luke tells us it is anything but routine in heaven. Luke tells us that heaven has a grand announcement. and Can you imagine with me for a moment as the angels in heaven are seeing this unfold in our physical world? How amazed the angels had to to be. The word made flesh not as a mighty warrior, not as a conquering general with a vast army of soldiers. No, as a tender little baby wrapped in strips of cloth. Luke says that night there were angels staying nearby in the fields, guarding their flocks of sheep. And then suddenly an angel, an angel of the Lord appeared. The radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were afraid, but the angel said, Do not be, for I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I bring you good news And that good news will bring joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You will recognize him, the Savior. For you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Lying in a manger. Isn't it fascinating that when God chose to announce the birth of the Messiah to the world, that he did not first inform the rich or the powerful leaders of the day. Instead, he chose to announce it to shepherds. To shepherds who were tending their flocks nearby. A lot of theologians believe that the probability is very high that the sheep that they were tending were the ones that were to be used in temple sacrifice because of the locality of Bethlehem to Jerusalem. And what is fascinating is the shepherds of Palestine were considered to be the lowest class of people. The nature of their calling, the nature of their occupation prohibited them from frequently participating in the religious order of the day. They were not allowed to go into the temple because they were considered unclean. In a court of law, shepherds' testimony were not permitted because they were considered to be unscrupulous individuals, notorious for lying, cheating, stealing. Although their contemporary society may have looked down on them, it seems as if the Lord had a special place in his heart The shepherds, like Zachariah in the temple, as he ministering, he was paralyzed by fear. The angel says to them, "Don't be afraid, because to you I bring good news of great joy." And here is the first record in the New Testament of the preaching of the gospel the good news of great joy for all people. A third century rabbi comment, commenting on Psalm 23 said this, There is no more despised occupation in the world than that of a shepherd. Along with the gamblers and tax collectors, herdsmen were regularly listed among despised trades by Mishnah and Tamud. Yet in contrast to this negative assessment, the New Testament holds shepherds in generally high esteem. In the New Testament, the shepherd becomes a symbol of God himself. The radical representation of the shepherds of the New Testament May, as Jeremiah suggests, be due to the life of Jesus Himself, the Good Shepherd, who knows the sheep by name and lays down His life for His flock. This Christmas Day, I remind you, He knows you by name. The angels declared, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. The Messiah, the Lord, has been born today. Today. Today we have come to worship. Today we have come to bow down. Today, this Christmas Sunday, we have come to give honor. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to bring ourselves and unwrap our hearts before him. Today, this is not just another baby. This is not just another birthday God was born in human likeness, the divine taking upon himself the limitations of our humanity. This event is called, in theological terms, the incarnation. The Word made flesh. Luke says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Notice that phrase, the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. The Old Testament speaks of the manifestation of God's glory as a cloud and a consuming fire filling the tabernacle and the temple Truly, heaven invaded earth because this same word is used here to represent the radiance of the Lord's glory filled the heavens. The presence of God filled the field where the shepherds were listening to the angels announce the light of the world has come. A light has shone upon the darkness of the shepherds. What a sight this must have been. Imagine with me for a moment the angels getting the assignment. Imagine the buzz of heaven. As the angels were preparing for this moment, Suddenly, the angel that made the announcement was joined by a vast of others. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth with those whom God is pleased. Christ has come to bring peace, peace in your heart, peace in your home, peace in your life. He can bring peace because he is the prince of peace. Even when your heart is shattered, even when you're filled with pain and grief and sorrow, he can bring peace. When the angels left, the angels, the shepherds turned to each other and said, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened. And it says that the angels hurried to Bethlehem. Let's go. They hurried to the village. There was no delay. There was no hesitation. There was nothing to encumber them. They hurried to the village. May this be an aspect of our lives. May we live our life without delay. May we live our lives without hesitation. May we throw off the things that may encumber us. They hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. And the narrative of Luke's gospel says, After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. This Christmas day, I want to leave you with this tell people what you have seen, tell people what you have heard. Tell others what you have experienced. Tell the world what you know to be true. Tell everyone. Tell everyone that the Christ is born. That he's alive in your heart. That he's alive in your family. And that he'll manifest himself through your circumstances. Isaiah prophesied in chapter 60, Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Luke tells us Mary kept all these things in her heart. She thought about them often. And the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And I love this phrase. It was just as the angel had told them. When you live your life in total surrender to this Christ child, it will be just as he said. For I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. We worship the Christ, the newborn king. Let us pray. Father, I thank you today I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the birth of the Christ child. The word made flesh. This Christmas day we have come When we unwrap our hearts, we give ourselves to you because you have loved us so much that you gave us the Son, the Christ, the Messiah, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords amen